Is this live? Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Yeah, okay. You know, fine. Amp Radio. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Amp Radio, brought to you as ever by the Amp Radio Network. My name is Proteus. I will be here with you all night. I am joined tonight, ladies and gentlemen, by the regular cast of characters, but we'll get into that in a second. Tonight we are here to do hashtag smack my picks up for Barbosa versus Gaethje, also known as hashtag UFC Philadelphia. Also, if you want to go AKA, AKA, UFC on ESPN2. That's right. Big ESPN proper will be held March 30th, 2019 at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. I said, hashtag UFC Philadelphia. As I mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Proteus. I am coming at you live and direct from the mean streets of Brantford, Ontario. That's right. The Amp Studios International. As I mentioned, I am this evening lucky enough to be joined by the usual cast of characters. Let's go ahead and bring them in as soon as I tell you what we're going to be doing this evening, ladies and gentlemen. I think, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a little main event, co-main event, everyone's favorite segment of the show, Spotlight Fight of the Night. And we're also going to do a little Amp Radio Rewind, but of course we have some breaking news, we have some fight announcements, we have a little bit of, I think we're going to have a little bit more of a discussion about what uh, this ESPN Plus uh, pay-per-view deal really entails, because Marco wants to speak about that. So, Lots to get to this evening, so I digress, and let's go ahead and bring in the first lady of Amp Radio herself, a little bit under the weather tonight, it's Pam from North Carolina. Hi guys, welcome from the Duke Nation, Um, you have to go with me tonight, I've got a sinus infection and bronchitis, and um, so, yeah, I'm a little bit under the weather and I sound terrible, but I am here and ready to discuss some fights. You sound just fine to me, Pammy. And, uh, yeah. yeah, you were talking last week about it being a little bit of uh, allergy season, but it, it turned out to be something a bit more serious. Oh, yeah. I, well, I thought, you know, here, because we've got these longleaf pines and they produce all this pollen. So you go outside and everything's just coated with pollen. So I kept, you know, I was having, like, pollen in my eyes and you can taste it, and it's in your throat, it's everywhere. And I thought I was just, you know, it's just allergies, and normally it doesn't bother me, but, man, I, I, I just couldn't kick it, and I finally decided to go to the doctor, which I never go. And I, and I even have, like, an eye infection from, the, you know, from the sinus infection. So I have, like, a, like a triple threat, man. So, yeah, I'm on major, major <laughs> antibiotics, <laughs> you know. Talk about three-piece in a soda, am I right? Boom, boom. Right, for real. Three-piece in a, in a what, what, what do you take? Eye infection. Um, three-piece, yeah, three-piece <laughs> in, in a cough syrup. How about that? And then I had an, aller- <laughs> an allergic reaction to the cough syrup. So. Oh, Lord. He's the original B-boy himself, deep from the heart of, I believe, North California, somewhere. I think he's in transit, but let's go ahead and play his music. It's DJ Tony, ladies and gentlemen. Proteus, I may not have Pam three-piece and an eye infection, but I am in a three-piece <laughs> suit. I'll tell you guys, 
Nothing gets me more excited. I'm just chilling out because Pam sent over some green stuff, and I'm chilling out in the car. I'm, I'm lying. Real quick. Yes, I believe in Conor McGregor's retirement and Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and everything else. Now I was asking if you were in that Conor McGregor suit again today in your year three-piece suit. No, you know your what? That doesn't work all the time. <laughs> no. All right. Fair enough. So let's go ahead and move on to the star of the show. Of course, you know him, you love him, just like everyone else on this cast of characters. But he happens to hail from deep in the heart. Tammy? Oh, Texas. Oh, Texas. <laughs> you don't want me to say it. <laughs> it's Marco from Waco, brother. Marco from the cruise back. The gate is back in town too. Everybody's back. <laughs> oh man, what a week of MMA, dude! News all over the place. So we have to start. Let's talk some MMA for crying out loud. Let's talk some MMA. Absolutely, I agree with I have you one hundred percent, Marco. From Marco, since, okay. Um, he's in Texas. Um, how are the? Um, aren't you? Texas is having a big explosion of the blue bonnets this year. Am I correct? Say that again. The blue bonnets, the Texas blue bonnet, isn't that your state flower? Something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, but isn't ah. this year they're having like a really big explosion of um, blue bonnets blooming all over the place? I've been keeping okay. up with that. I, I take your word for it. Uh, I don't keep up with Texas so much, even though I live here. Mm-hmm. I only live here. I don't claim it. <laughs> Oh, my well, last week, Mm-mm-mm. last week, Pammy was telling us about National Naked Gardening Day. Today, Gardening she's on Day, the ball Saturday. with the blue bonnet. This Saturday, mm-hmm. it's going to be a little chilly for me yeah. to get out there naked, Pam, mm-hmm. but you, you should go ahead and get mm-hmm. on that. Shrinkage. Remember, you got to get on. Shrinkage. I'll you got to get one on those pasties really for us. Everybody's excited. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of feedback <laughs> about those pasties. <laughs> I need to send you one of those really warmers. <laughs> Have you seen them? No, I have not, but uh, I, you can send I'll, me the picture, picture later. But let's <laughs> let's go ahead and get into this, ladies and gentlemen. DJ Tony, go ahead and cue that music. To the lightweight division we go, ladies and gentlemen. Edson Barbosa, our boy. Again, another one of our boys, Justin Gaethje. Oh. Uh, man, what a slobber knocker. This is, you know what, man? That's what I'm calling this fight. It's just slobber knocker. And... I know we're probably putting too much pressure on these guys, but... Whoa, hello. All right, now. (laughs) Go ahead and get into this. Edson Barbosa, 20 wins, 6 losses against your boy Justin Gaethje coming over from, well, what what is now the PFL at 19 and 2 losses, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, coming into the UFC and, you know, hitting up, hitting some tough competition. Going up against Marco, in this particular fight against uh, a really tough Edson Barbosa and looking strong, uh, what do you got here, brother, in the main event of UFC on ESPN2? So, uh, let's rename this uh, their Weebly Blood because, man, I'm so excited for this fight. Uh, this fight has got fireworks, uh, celebration, violence written all over it. Uh, dude, 
have been flipping on this fight left and right because we have noticed that uh, Mr. Gagey, when when he, he, he faces those technical guys, he kind of sort of runs into trouble, you know, but even though he runs into trouble, he still gives you a freaking fight for the ages. And he, he, we can see his finishing power. I mean, he can finish you. He is 2-2 two two since he come to the UFC, but all of his fights have been fight of the night, or winning or losing. Um, Barbosa, we know about him, you know, Mr. Lecky Galore, Mr. Spinning Weekend versus Terry Adam, you know, Highlight Real forever. Perennial uh, contender for years and years. This is a fight that you should see on ESPN. Um, all that said, you know, I am a mark for, for Justin Gagey. I think that uh, his uh, die on you, uh, go on your chill attitude is super fun to watch. Edson uh, is a more technical guy, granted. I know Gage is not going to use his wrestling because even though he has it, he doesn't use it. But he's going to just keep pushing forward and pushing forward and pushing forward. And it's a five rounder. And if he doesn't get knocked out, he's going to knock Barbosa out. I'm betting on him not getting knocked out. I'm betting on him outlasting Barbosa. And I'm betting on him winning on the fourth round by KO. So give me Justin Gage by KO on the fourth round. Okay. And of course, Marco, uh, as we have mentioned on previous shows, uh, this one going into the main event rounds, not championship rounds on mm-hmm. this one. Yeah, so right. we've got you down, Marco, for Gaethje in uh, the fourth by KO. All right, Pammy, let's throw to you on mm-hmm. this one because, uh, again, you said you mentioned we should probably drop Pony at this particular point. We'll get to it at some point. But uh, you mentioned, you know, two hottie, two hotties on this one here for you. What's going on here, Pammy? That's what you right. got? Okay, <clears throat> who loves Justin more than I do? No one. I, do you remember back, back way back when I was always talking about him when he was with WSOF? I was always, hey, Justin Gage, you guys got to look at this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, blah, blah, blah. Um, he has always been one of my favorites. He is probably so nice. I don't know. I posted a picture of he and I on Twitter. But anyway, um, this guy, you know, their, their sets are really close. Um, Edson is 33, Justin 30, both of them 5'11". Justin, I mean, Edson does have a four-inch reach advantage, and we know sometimes those inches matter. Keep in mind, Barbosa went three rounds with Khabib. Although he lost, he went three rounds with Khabib. The thing about Justin is, I'm, you know, his fight resume, you're looking at um, World Series of Fighter guys, and, you know, Michael Johnson um, has losses to Poirier and Alvarez. 16 KOs and one sub two decisions. The only issue I have with him is is his fight IQ. I, I think he doesn't listen to his corner and he kind of pulls a little bit of a, a Cody and just goes out on his own. And I, I think he's going to cardio out because he goes full blast, full blast, full blast. Um, looking at his stats, he has not ever gone five rounds. He's gone four rounds and has lost to Dustin Poirier. Edson Barbosa has gone five rounds one time. So I think both of them. You know, I, I, I don't know how they're going to do in the championship rounds. I, I think Edson Barbosa, as he's gotten older, he's gotten a little bit more settled. He's a little bit more technical. He's not doing, you know, wasting shots anymore. He's just become a little bit more refined. Um, he's won seven of his last ten. I'm, you know, I'm going to pick him a third-round TKO. I think it's going to do one of the, his crazy wheel kicks. Um, I'm picking Barbosa, third-round TKO. All right. 
Tammy going with the third round uh, TKO. But I love Justin. Now, who doesn't, right? I mean, and that's exactly what what we're going for here. Like, I mean, Styles make fights, and, and, and this one probably going to be a slobber knocker. Tony, uh, as I mentioned at the top. Tony, let me give you the odds before you weigh in here real quick. Edson Barbosa right now on five dimes as the, we record this show. Uh, we are recording Wednesday uh, before the event uh, a day early. Um, Edson Barbosa, it is a minus 135. Justin Gaethje, as Pam was alluding to, coming back at us at a plus 115. Uh, Tony, what you got going on here in the main event? I think Pam hit the nail right on the head, Proteus. I, listen, if we were just to look at Justin's IQ period, it would be extremely high. Something happens, though, between being extremely learned and all of a sudden he gets into a fight. Marco's the first one to say it, so are you. You can't go, you can't do, MMA math doesn't work, period, end of story. But if you look at Justin Gagey, who he's fought, he's never fought anyone like Edson Barbosa. Not Luis Formiga, not anybody in the PFL World Series of fighting, even though it wasn't a World Series. He's never fought anyone like that. And unfortunately, I think that's what's going to happen. Because even if you look at Johnson, he's not Edson Barbosa, not even close with those kicks. Eddie Alvarez, not even close. Dustin Poirier, not even close. And he is so heavy on that front leg. I think Barbosa, unfortunately, is going to KO Justin Gagey, who I'm a big fan of. So just uh, Edson Barbosa kick, probably some sort of spinning kick, TKO, and I don't think it goes even three. Let's say late second, early third, Edson Barbosa, TKO. All right, I can't let you sit the fence. you got to do second or third, please. Second round. Late second round, TKO. All right. We'll give you a second, TKO. All right. Wonderful. Thank you very much, DJ Tony. Uh, Listen, I know we want to belittle Justin Gaethje because, you know, he he likes to lead with his head, and and that's kind of the thing that Edson Barbosa may be looking for. You guys are right. Um, But let's let's talk about Justin Gaethje for a second because he can utilize – uh, the leg kicks very, very well. And and if mm-hmm. he's able to do that against Edson Barbosa in this particular fight, then he removes a weapon from Edson Barbosa, uh, just as uh, we saw Anthony Pettis do last week against the Wonder Man. But we will, I digress, we will get into that in the next segment of the show. Then if Justin Gaethje is able to do that like he has done against many op- opponents, then he, I think he could take the kicking game of Edson Barbosa out of the question. And we know that it's not going to go to the ground unless Justin Gaethje takes it there because I don't think Edson Barbosa wants it to go there. Um, and I think Justin Gaethje is very good at applying the pressure, especially early on in the fight, uh, taking the fight to you, getting those leg kicks in you know, pressuring you, uh, you know, as you would expect a wrestler to do uh, against Edson Barbosa, as we know, as Pam said, you know, getting up there in age, kind of uh, a more technical fighter. Uh, I just think that Edson Barbosa is, as you guys say, other than Marco, um, is the superior fighter. I do believe that the uh, the guide map is uh, out there on Justin Gaethje if you are able to do that. If Edson Barbosa is able to stay stay back, get the distance, maybe block some of those kicks, maybe do um, uh, a Chris Weidman against um, Anderson Silva and, and check some of those kicks, maybe we see a broken leg again, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. 
But I think that uh, Edson is going to be smart enough to to block those leg kicks that I mentioned at the top. I think Edson Barbosa is going to be able to go ahead and get this done. And Marco, I'm going to say fourth round TKO. I'm going to go with the fourth round with you as well. I think we're going to get into the main event rounds. But um, I think that as as we mentioned previously, uh, Justin Gaethje kind of if he gets into those rounds that he hasn't been in in a long time i.e. the main event rounds, uh, he's he's going to have a little bit of trouble. And I think Edson's going to be able to do that. As you mentioned, Pammy, uh, he's been three rounds with Nermi, so um, I think lesson learned there. You put me on an island. I've only got a big gauge. Let's remember, the, the only two times that he had lost in his life, it was a war of attrition because he was winning the area, but it's fine until he got caught, and he was winning the loss to put in fine until he got caught. I don't know if that's what I've ever been on a war of attrition. I still ride it with my horse. Go gate. Yeah, right on, man. I, and and you know what? That's what's going to set you apart from everybody else. If you get that win, that's what's going to set you apart, man. Because you're the only mm-hmm. one that chose them. And I'm not like like we've all said. Caveat on this one: we all like Gaethje. We all like his fighting style. But I think maybe um, Marco, the 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 guide map is out on Justin Gaethje and how to beat him. DJ Tony, cue that music. To the middleweight division we go. David, the executive branch against Jack Hermanson. So let's go ahead and get into this one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you the odds. David Branch, unfortunately not the favorite in this one right now on five dimes at a, a plus 105. Uh, Jack Hermanson at a minus 125. So, Pammy, let me go ahead and give you mm-hmm. the, the guy's uh, records first before I get right into this one, if I can. i tell you what, this UFC website is brutal i hate it so much i don't even we're gonna do that later i know it's just stupid so let's go ahead and get into it pammy let's throw to you in the Mm co-main event you got david branch you got jack hermanson okay i you know i don't know a lot about jack hermanson 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 whatever hermano i don't know a lot about him um jesus i do know um the common denominator between uh, both of these guys is Diego santos uh, David Branch had a first round KO, and um, <clears throat> Jack lost to Thiago Santos. So both of these guys have won eight of their last ten fights. Um, Thiago had, I mean, um, Branch has lost to Rockhold and Cannoneer. He he Branch is a decisionator. Uh, Jack Hermanson, you know, does KOs, but um, like I said, I, I don't really know enough about Hermanson to really make like a no. super, super cool breakdown of him. But his last four wins, uh, he had three by submission and one by KO. But uh, you know what? I, I think that David Branch, he's a little bit older. He's got the longer reach. I think he's just a little tiny bit more experienced, and his fight resume is just a little bit better. I'm picking him by decision. Okay. So you're taking Branch. Mm-hmm. A decision. All right. Uh, DJ Tony, let's throw to you. What do you got going on here in the co-main event, Tony? Listen, Jack the Joker Hermanson is yeah. actually a pretty good striker, and I know that we haven't seen too much of his work, and I'm very familiar with David Branch from being in the World Series of Fighting. Arr, the PFL. <laughs> Never mind. But... I'll tell you, the one thing that's great about this UFC uh, World Series of Fighting 
Well, you're right. It's not. It, it's ESPN, USC on ESPN, too. I don't know why I keep thinking World Series of Fight. Oh, because David Branch is in there and Justin mm-hmm. Gagey. But the one thing that we've seen about Pam about David Branch is that he does not do well with striker guys. If you look at his victories over Vinny Vent Magalash, some of the people, yes, you know, he, he did TKO. I forgot who it was. It wasn't Jared Cannonier. He TKO'd somebody else. Um, which we didn't think that would happen, but he got really outclassed by um, AKA's own Luke Hockhold. You know what? I don't think he's going to do well in this one. And I'm shocked that he's not, he's not the favorite because I would think that he would have been the favorite, but I think Vegas is telling us where we're leaning on this. I think he might get hurt and hurt bad probably late in the third round. So I'm taking uh, the Joker, Jack Hermanson, over David Branch. In the third? Late in the third? TKO in the third. Early in the third. Okay. All right. We'll give you early in the third as well, whichever one you want. All right. Uh, So let's go ahead and give these records real quick. So I finally found them. David Branch, 22 and 5 and 0 against Jack Hermanson. The Joker, as DJ Tony pointed out, 18, 4 and 0. I I think you're, you're, you're on the right path here, DJ Tony. I think that David Branch, when he comes up against a, a talented striker, uh, which I do think Hermanson is, and you know, 18 and four is not a a record to sneeze at. Uh, he also is a younger fighter. I mean, everything else is, as Goldie used to say, virtually identical in the height and the weight and the reach. Um, it, it's all going to come down to whether or not Hermanson can keep David Branch off of him and and keep him at uh, a distance where the wrestling game is not going to factor into it. I think Marco can agree with me on that one. If David Branch is able to get a hold of Hermanson and take him to the ground, we may see what we saw in last week's co-main event, which, uh, you know, was a wrestling battle, but of course for the casual fan was not very interesting. We could get that one again, but I'm not going to go that way, DJ Tony. I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to think that the Joker is going to be able to get this one done in a TKO in the second, not the third. I'm going to take the second. All right, Marco, we're going to throw to you the voice of reason because last week, uh, as I had alluded to, uh, you kind of put us in our place. So go ahead and put us in our, our place again this week if you need to. Go ahead, brother. What you got? <laughs> I love my record last week. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, so, it wasn't great, but you got that one particular fight right, and I'm going to give you credit later on too in the next segment. So go ahead, brother. No, brother. Well, I like the fight that, uh, like Tony pointed out, the uh, that David Branch and uh, Justin Gailey graduated from NBCSN to ESPN. That main and main on big ESPN, you know, the former WSOF champions. And David Branch was a champ champ on WSOF. Never mind that. But uh, look, the Joker, don't know too much about the dude, I'm going to be honest, man. I, I know the name recognition on Branch. I know he's a really good fighter. I know his ground game is, ground game is outstanding. And he likes to pressure people. Um, I'm going to ride with the WSOF 18 just because, you know, it would be cool to see Branch and Gagey win on the same car. So I'm going to be Branch. Yeah. Uh, it's not a confident pick. Cause I know the Joker, it is a good fighter. I don't know much about it, but I, I care about his reputation. But I'm going to pick Branch. I think he's going to use his grand in style, take it to the ground, and, and, and suffocate this guy and just... Uh, win a, a, a close, same boarding decision 
29-28. So give me David Branch and an and a all-around victory for the WSOF for my champions. <laughs> right on, right on. All right, sounds good, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, and move on to everyone's favorite segment of the show, Hashtag Spotlight Part of the Night. Go ahead and cue that music, DJ Tony. All right, DJ Tony, let's throw to you. What do you got going on here in the uh, Spotlight Fight of the Night? I know where. I think I know where you're going with this one. I'm just going to be honest. You guys know me. There's no doubt about it. Listen, something about Desmond Green versus Ross here. You guys know where I'm going with this. I'm sorry. And I, I know I'm taking this away from you, Proteus, but I got to go there. Exactly. Carolina Kovalkavis will fight. Michelle Watterson. Oh, man. Talk about hottie the on hottie. karate hottie herself. Much as I love them both, I'm picking Michelle Watterson with rear naked choke. Yes, I said naked. Rear Sit naked down, choke. Man. Karate hottie <laughs> Michelle Watterson in the third. All right. Uh, thank you very much, DJ Tony, for that breaking news flash on that one. Spotlight fight of the night. All right. Um <laughs> I'm going to throw to you, Pammy, for your spotlight for the night because mm-hmm. I, I just got thrown off by that one right there. So, um, Pammy, what you got for your spotlight fight of the night? Okay, I'm being mature about this. Oh, I'm yeah. going Kevin Holland and right. Gerald Mearshart. Um It's going to be a good okay. fight. <laughs> anyway, I'm picking Kevin Holland by um, third round submission. I, I think, um, you know, Mearshart has uh, 20, 20 submissions. Again, common denominator in this fight Thiago Santos again. Both of these guys have lost to Thiago Santos, but I'm picking um, Kevin Hall, um, Kevin Holland with the third round submission. Thank you. Okay, in third. Okay, yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to go ahead and before we go to throw to Marco uh, for his spotlight for the night, I just wanted to go ahead and, and make sure that everyone knows that Ray Borg is no longer fighting Kyler Phillips. He's now fighting Casey mm-hmm. Kenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the LFA double champion. I thought that was a woman one. at first. Well, I, I, I apologize. Moving up. Now, if you look at the picture on um, Sure Dog, that looks kind of like a woman. It looks like hair in the back, and, and but I think it's just standing in front of some kind of logo. But I thought, I was like, who's that guy? You know, but anyway, whatever. Moving We're on. talking about Casey Kenny here? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. If you look at the little picture on Sure Dog, it kind of looks like, like a George Washington hairdo. So I'm like, what? Who's this guy? But anyway. Never mind. It's the meds kicking in. Excuse me, bitch. <laughs> All right. So, Marco, let's throw to you. Uh, there's lots to choose from. Like we, like uh, DJ Tony had picked from the main main card, you know, KK versus uh, Michelle Watterson is a great fight. Let's throw to you, though, uh, Marco. What do you got going on on the spotlight for tonight for this one, brother? So, just because the Argentino puto maldito Enrique Barzola is right on this card, I got to pick against him. I'm going to beat Kevin Aguilar to knock him out. So, <laughs> fuck Barzola. Okay. All right. So, go ahead. Give us, so we're, we're taking uh, Aguilar. Yeah. KO. By, no, by knockout on the first ground. All right. Oh, man. You have a you have a, a big problem with this Barzola fella, don't you? Argentino puto maldito. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted you to say it again. All right, so listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Ray Borg, okay? I, I'm gonna go with Ray Borg just because of all of the uh, 
out of the cage incidents that have happened with him and and in his life um uh, oh, as oh, we God. know if you yeah. listen to the yeah if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast i mean uh he has been supported until he could get back into the octagon again um and i, I want him to get the win i want him and his family to have enough money to do, uh support um his son who is having a, a great deal of problems. I, I haven't heard anything lately, so I, I, I hope that it, everything is leveled out. I'm going to take Borg and I'm going to take him. Um, I'm going to take him by second round TKO. I mean, I know this guy that he's going up against uh, Casey Kenny is, is a tough dude. I think Ray Borg is one of those kind of seasoned veterans that can take on these new up and comers and, and get it done. So I'm, I'm going to vote for Ray Borg on this one. Mainly solely. And I'm sure he's highly on, motivated too. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but he could also be invested little, emotionally. Go ahead, Marco. A little note to the editors. Uh, I didn't know that Ray Borg wasn't the women's throwaway division. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to let that one slide. I was going to let that one slide, Marco, but thank you for bringing it up. That's uh, Marco is, is uh, bringing, bringing light onto our show notes for this one. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it was written down as women's. Yes. Okay. So let's go ahead and, and, and slide on to our next segment, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of news and notes real quick. All right, so where do we start, ladies and gentlemen? We have a couple of fight uh, announcements that came through recently uh, before we started the show, so I'll go ahead and give them real quickly, and then we'll get into uh, what I wanted to talk about is uh, a little McNuggets talk. Okay, so breaking news Uh. from Brett Akamono of ESPN, uh, John Jones versus Tiago Santos, and Amanda News versus Holly Holm uh, have verbally agreed to fight at UFC 239. July 6th in Las Vegas. Also breaking news from Brett Okamoto, Tyron Woodley has agreed to fight Robbie Lawler once again, verbally. Oh, wow. They're going to do it again, brother, apparently. A rap battle? Do it again. That's right. That's right, Pam. Do it again, brother, at UFC Fight Night. Uh, on June 29th in Milwaukee, which will probably be a very popular event down there. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, you heard that. Look, if, if anybody wants to comment real quick, please, Matt, Marco, do you want to comment? One more to add to that one. Uh, June in Chicago, Kendrick Seguro versus Marlon Moraes for the Vantaway Champions. Yep. That's right. That's right. I did see that one as well. So, of course, we know. We know what's going to happen. We were talking about that last week. We now know what's going to happen. I think that's, that's the right fight to make. I think that's a great fight to make. Marco, you want to comment mm-hmm. on that one then? Okay, I'm going to a quick run on all the fights. Uh, John Jones, Thiago Santos is the fight that makes sense. You know, it's a, the progression yep. of like heavyweight. I, there was rumor that he was going to face Tipe, that it, it lasted like less than 24 hours. And uh, I, I'm happy <laughs> that he's fighting the, the next contender. Clean out the like heavyweight division. And then move to heavyweight, John Jones. Those those fights are always going to be there waiting for you. Speaking uh, uh, Nunes versus Holly Holm, great fight. You know, I'm glad that she went back to 35 to defend her title. They're going to do the rematch with uh, Cyborg eventually again. But, you know, defend your title. That, that international fight week is planning out to be a freaking awesome, awesome weekend on July 6th. Uh, good little Lawler. Uh, hey, the first time... He faced a Lawler, 
I have a screaming match on Sirius XM with Tyron Wheeler telling him Robbie Lord was going to kill him. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> I, I, I hope for the best for Tyron. Uh, you know, uh, I still got a root for Robbie because he, he's my dude. But, you know, it's going to be a good fight. And the Marlon Moraes versus Seguro fight, I don't like it. Marlon, uh, Seguro was saying he was going to be the savior of Flyway. He got two freaking contenders wearing on him in Formiga and Benavides. And he, he's jumping to Bantamweight to do this championship. Marlon Moraes had already made fight with Argentine and Starlet. Or even Pedro Munoz. You know, they could have done that fight for the freaking title and then do the, the champ-champ bullshit later. But they, they, this stagnated flyaway. And flyaway ain't going anywhere. We've got two flyaway fights on this fucking car alone. Uh, supposedly, Benavides and Formiga are facing, facing each other to be the number one contender for the flyaway title. So what are you doing, Segura? I mean, I know you want your legacy, blah, 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 but establish yourself a little, man. I know you with Dimitris Johnson. I know you with T.U.D. show. Uh, you want to be a champion, but I don't know, man. The fight is going to be awesome. I'm going to enjoy it because, you know, it's a, it's a good fight on paper. But I'm going to be rooting for Marlon Moraes. I'm going to be honest, man, because I want Seguro to go back to flyway and defend his goddamn title. So that's what I have to say about that one. Yeah, and, and just quickly on that one, Marco, I don't think that that's in his hands. And I don't think that's in Seguro's hands. I think that's one thing that the USC is, is definitely crack, uh, cracking down on that they want to you know, weed out the 125 oh. division, keep that Uh-oh. champ relevant in 135. And been loving for the fight. He's been loving all yeah, over the place for the fight. He's, it's like yeah. if he wanted to defend his title, he would have tell either Benavides or Formiga that next. But he loving for the fight. He got it. Make all the money you can. Seguro. I don't know about him getting paid. Don't get me wrong. But if the Flyweight division is going to stay around, we need Seguro to stay champion. So they're going to be rooting for Marlon Moraes to win the fight, so he's forced to come down and defend. All right, Pammy, let's go ahead and through the, mm-hmm. to the next uh, piece of news that we are talking about. Conor McGregor uh, goes, ahead and ah. goes ahead and throws out uh, that he is retiring from the sport of MMA once again. Uh, of course, we we have seen this in the past, Pammy. Do you want to comment on this one real quickly before we move on to the next segment? I, 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 I think he is just such an egomaniac. I think there's just so much great stuff going on right now, and he can't stand that he's not in the spotlight, so he has to bot life. And, um, you know, I'm sorry. Good riddance. No, I'm not sorry. Good riddance. Just fucking go. Thank you. So, Marco, this, this kind of leads us back into the conversation that we were having last week about, you know, um, the pay-per-views moving to ESPN plus solely. And, of course, I, I know you wanted to talk about this, Marco, so let's throw to you. Um, we're really seeing that the UFC is benefiting from this deal, right? We're seeing that they are, they, they are uh, making a lot of money, as you mentioned, from these licensing deals. And, and I just wanted to, to comment real quickly because I'm kind of a Disney fan. Excuse me. I'm kind of a Disney fan, and I've also been paying attention to what Disney is doing with their streaming service. You know, they just bought up uh, 21st Century Fox, um, and they're, they're really working on Disney Plus as well. So let's throw to you real quickly. Marco, you want to comment on, you know, maybe this era of Conor McGregor and, and, and his influence fading out and, and the money being more, as you mentioned last week, in, in these uh, licensing fees. Go ahead, Marco, quickly. Oh, well, 
First of all, do not believe this retirement bullshit until uh, Connor takes himself out of the USADA pool. Until that is not effective, you know, he's still under contract, he's still fighting. Because goals, and John can make a good, a good point yesterday. Until you retire yourself from the USADA pool, you're, you're just bluffing. And I say now, everybody's calling his bluff, including Dana. On him wearing a freaking piece of the freaking company, that is not going to happen. I mean, it could have happened when the Fertitas were around, maybe. Maybe before the sale to, to WME, even right before the Habib side, because he racked so much money for the company. But after the freaking ESPN deal was done, uh, all that is, it became a fantasy. Because on guarantee money right now, we know they're making $300 million a year for ESPN Plus alone. $300 million a year. $1.5 billion for five years. Oh, oh I'm sorry, seven years. So put $2.1 billion for the next seven years. $300 million is on that. Dave Mercer for the freaking uh, Wrestling Inquirer, uh, Insider, and uh, all the other Observer. The Rest Observer, thank you. He just uh, disclosed that the, the projected fee for the licensing for each pay per view that ESPN is paying is the equivalent of selling 500,000 pay per views per event. So, as a minimum, the US is getting $30 million a pay per view up front. Before they even start racking up everything after 500,000, they split the revenue. But just for having the pay per views, they're getting 30 million dollars an event. That is 360 million dollars a year of pay per view events alone because you get one a month. That's 12. So, ESPN alone is paying 660 million dollars of guarantee money. Let's include to that all the licenses, all the other broadcasting partners that are around the world. In, in the BT, in, in the UK, Europe, a global in Brazil, you know, uh, I think it's Univision or yeah, whoever. They want Vitor Belfort, we know. Latin America. Global wants Vitor Belfort. Oceania, Australia, Japan, they are probably wrecking close to $1 billion, a billion, would be $1 billion a year, some guarantee money. Pay-per-view revenue is just icing of the cake now. Because even on the best pay-per-view that Conor McGregor ever had that was freaking last year, and USC freaking uh, uh, with Khabib, the 2.5 uh, million pay-per-views that brought in about $140 million, uh, about $200 million on revenue. They had to split that 50-50 with the cable providers, and then whatever Khabib and freaking Conor did, the USC only made probably 50 to $60 million in revenue on that one when, when everything was said and done. I, I, you get that only once, and you're getting a billion dollars a year of guarantee money this year. The, the, the pay-per-view is not a business symbol. All the liberals corner got is gone. And last but not least, all these freaking allegations and troubles of freaking corner mm-hmm. again. Now, now there is allegation. Let's let's call it allegation. It hasn't been charged or anything yet of sexual assault last December on Ireland. The European courts are not in the United States. There is no presumption of innocence up there. If she gets to court, it's a real pickle. But all this PR, is negative PR, is not telling just Dana White, because we think this is Dana White telling him, no, you're not getting a stake of the company. This is Ari Emanuel, who is the real kingpin of the whole company, the real owner, the majority stake owner. Ari Emanuel telling him, Connor, not only no, but hell no, man. We need you, but we don't need you that much, because we got all this freaking money guaranteed. Each year, you know, that is coming whether we, we sell one pay-per-view or a million. So go kick rocks, Connor. All right, DJ Tony, before I move on to the next segment of the show, 
Uh, do you want to weigh on this, in on this real quickly? Yeah, I mean, listen, my degree may be in accounting, but I'm certainly not a forensic accountant, which is important because that's when you really dig into the numbers. Just like Goes and George, when Marco called in, I think it was Tuesday night, I mean, I don't know if I believe those numbers. And, of course, numbers. that's on I mean, MMA Junkie that, Radio, that, right? I, just just for anybody right, who's right. listening that does, is not so, uh, familiar with MMA Junkie Radio, uh, Marco was calling into MMA Junkie Radio. Go ahead, TJ Tony. Right. I mean, so, I mean, we do know some recorded numbers. We do know number uh, numbers that are not recorded. I think one important step that needs to be honestly thought of that I think Marco is missing, yes, there's a, a reported number of subscribers that are not on ESPN Plus, but those are not paid subscribers. We don't know what the true number is. Number Correct. two is the only way you can buy the pay-per-view, at least in the U.S., is if you're an ESPN, ESPN Plus subscriber. So that you have to understand that now you're taking away a larger net of people that can buy that pay-per-view. So I do think the numbers are better than we think. I certainly don't think the numbers are that high, but listen, Ari, Ari Emanuel, say what you want to say. He and his brother have done extremely well. WIMG is owned also by Peter Gruber, who's part of, owner of the Warriors. So I'm certainly a Disney fan and a Warriors fan. So, hey, if they're profiting, shout out to them. Kudos to them. But if, are we on the Conor McGregor news yet or not? We already we already covered that, but you go ahead and weigh in real quick. Yep, go ahead. All right, so just on that note, it, it's a boy who cried wolf, guys. Pam doesn't believe it. Marco doesn't believe it. I'm sure you don't believe it. Listen, this is if, if you believe that, then you believe in the Easter Bunny, like I've already said. I have a Golden Gate Bridge to sell you that, by the way, isn't golden. It's actually brick color as well. Oh, so shout nice out, one. You know, it, yeah, hit me up if you want to, you know. If you want to buy that, because I buy that as much as I buy that T.J. Dilly, so as we like to call him, T. Dilly, is clean. So there you go. Oh, right on. Right oh, on. No yeah, I, I don't believe. No shot. I know. I know. I don't believe that Conor McGregor is retiring either, but I think that uh, as we've <clears throat> mentioned on this show before, I mean, his extracurricular activities are catching up to him, and perhaps uh, mm-hmm. that's factoring in. <clears throat> yes, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to a recap of last week's fight. Marco, why don't you go ahead and drop that? Rewind. Perfect. Thank you, Marco. Uh, and let's go ahead and give this run real quick to Pammy. Championship. Yeah, way to go, Pammy. You get the championship for last week as well. Um, I you know, do, uh, I do. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Blades fight and the Mitchell fight that you got. The Mitchell fight, you got ex- exactly correct. You got Mitchell by decision. That's uh, right. That's right. And, of course, you picked Blades. I was only one last week. Sorry, DJ Tony, you can't get into this conversation because you did not submit your pick. Uh, okay, so, Pammy, let's start with you on the Wonder Man <laughs> fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead. Uh, let's go ahead and discuss this quickly. We've got about ten minutes to discuss this, well, and we got to get Marco I mean, in. We got to get Tony in. So, what do you got going on here on this fight, Pam? The Wonder Man gets taken well, down I, I at the end done, of the second. Um, that was beautiful. It was absolutely um, vintage Pettis, and I'm not mad yeah. that he won. You know, I you know I'm upset, of course, that, uh, that Stephen Thompson lost that by pit. But man, Pettis, yeah, right. And he still is. But even Stephen Thompson wow. said that was so ninja, I didn't even see it coming. Kudos to him. Um, 
great fight. Uh, it was just amazing. Was, oh my God, I I have nothing bad to say about this fight. Yeah, Marco, I think that it's it's kind of correct to say that this is kind of uh, Anthony Pettis, Anthony Pettis, Wonder Man. I mean, we've seen Anthony Pettis come back at the end of rounds like this. He he kind of gets guys when they're slipping, right? Look, uh, first of all, wow. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah. So me and my wife are watching the fight. And we're seeing my wife? My wife. My wife. My, my lovely wife, Adelaide. We're watching the, watching the fight. We're, we're seeing, okay, you know, Wonder Boy is doing really good. Anthony Perry's not looking too good. I mean, those leg kids look okay. His nose getting bloody. First, I mean, it was four, four minutes and 45 seconds of the second round. My wife get up, you know, because the round is over, you know. She's going to get us a couple of drinks. He gets up. Ten seconds later, I go, Anthony Petty just took a wonder ball. And she goes around and goes, no, I missed it. (laughs) (laughs) He has to watch the replay. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I was like so upset because she's like, I'll never do that again. I went to the round 10. But what can I say, man? Oh, my God, that was Superman punch. I guess we're going to call it the showtime punch now. Uh, uh, It was amazing. I mean, Anthony Perez is what Anthony Perez asked. He wow us with something unbelievable. Uh, and real quick, the other fight, Curtis Place versus Justin Willis. Justin no, Willis. No, not, uh, not yet. Not yet. No, not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Anthony Perez was You're going to be grounded. Yeah, Anthony Perez was amazing. I'm so happy for him. He hurt him and you know what? Is there, a more, um, is there a more gracious loser than Stephen Thompson? Oh, my gosh. Just, oh, um, yeah. He's just going to be the epitome of class. He's just the epitome of class. Love him. I'm, Tony, I know. Here's the thing. Tony, I really don't deserve to be on that. I really don't I know you don't, to but I'm, this, I'm but putting it, you in, in anyway. fairness, but I will say this, guys. Listen, Pam's absolutely right. In terms of just pure class, maybe Dominic Cruz when he lost Cody Garbrandt, I thought that was just the epitome of class and professionalism. Yeah. I think Stephen Thompson just – I think Ray Longo said it best. If you don't like Stephen Thompson as a person, you don't like people. So – you know, shout out to Stephen Thompson, who's just a class act. Anthony Pettis, what's luck? Luck is opportunity meets preparation. <laughs> I think there was a lot of luck, <laughs> a lot of luck for a very, very talented striker. But I think if they, if they run this fight ten more times, I think we see a different result. But like Pam yeah. said, you gotta be happy for these people. These people, I love, love right. Showtime, uh, love Wonder Man. I think these people are just class acts. So okay, so I just want to weigh in quickly. I thought that uh, what I said last week rang true when we saw the fight come through we we needed to see anthony pettis uh put that pressure on wonder man which he did do and of course marco he was he was working those legs and taking uh stephen thompson's um assets away from him which i said he he would have to do and he was doing it and i was surprised that the commentary team didn't uh point it out until when they did because uh, i i noticed it uh, earlier than um uh, then they pointed it out. But I wanted to go ahead and throw to the co-main event because, Marco, I really wanted to give you your props on this one because, you know, we went back and forth a little bit last week. And as DJ Tony mentioned, I mean, that edit, uh, if you haven't heard it from last week, please go back because uh, DJ Tony made that, that show sound uh, absolutely phenomenal. And, of course, I also want to say check out the uh, in in the Octagon um, AMP interviews because uh, they were awesome as well. So go check 
product goes out, DJ Tony spends a lot of time working on these things. But uh, Marco, I wanted I wanted to give you a shout out because you you got this one right, man. Willis had absolutely zero wrestling game. Whether or not he was uh, you know caught up in the the lights of the main of uh, the co-main event there on this particular show, or or, or if he, 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 both guys really, I mean, Blades just laid on him, but he didn't really do anything, and Willis had no answer. So go, let's throw it to you, Marco. What you got here in the co-main event of USC Fight Night 148 review? Okay, so uh, Razor Blades, man. I mean, Justin Willis told so much crap through the week, through the week uh, prior to mm-hmm. the that uh, he had to eat his words. And uh, Joe, Cortez Blades wrestled fuck the shit out of Justin Willis, man. He body slamming, wrestled, he ragdolled him. Is you say he didn't do enough? But he didn't do nothing. I don't know what Fraggy was fighting because he got a 30-27, 30-26, and a 30-25. He dominated this man in every single way possible. Justin Willis got three, counted three significant strikes the whole fight. And the rest, it was all Cortez Blades. Body slamming this man, picking him out like a, like a, a 265-pound man that goes out to 265, by the way. He walks out around 285, picking him out like a child and body slamming him left and right. So happy for Cortez Blades. I don't like uh, the vibe that Justin Willis gave me. I don't know what is with him. It's nothing personal. I just don't like his style. I don't like the way he talks so much. I mean, if you are an AKA and you're supposed to be wrestling with freaking Daniel Cormier and freaking Cain Velasquez, your wrestling should be a little bit better. But he got exposed. Yeah. So Justin Willis, again, any of the elite wrestlers of the division, he'll get freaking molly like like Curtis Blaze did. So it is what it is. I mean, Blaze... Uh, Freaking uh, Willis is going to be around, whatever. He's going to talk trash again. I mean, he couldn't even be humble on his Twitter feed hours, hours after the freaking fight. He said that's the last time he's going to ever going to lose. I doubt it. And Blake, you know, he's called, called the Stipe, Dos Santos, Oringanu, and that is the right move. You know, he was right there with Daniel. He should have called Daniel out, but he's a class act. He didn't want to freaking start an altercation with the heavyweight champion oh. in an interview, so... It's a good job for Curtis Blaze, man. Happy for him. And uh, let's, let's, let's give him somebody like Julio Dos Santos. That would be a good fight. Well, I mean, that would be a great fight. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, and Pammy, do you want to go ahead and mm-hmm. weigh on in, on this one quickly? And then we'll, he, he we got to get out of here. Um, yeah, he picked up big pretty. That's how Paul takes me to bed. <laughs> big titties? Um, it was amazing. Big yeah, titties. Well, <laughs> big titties. Yep, big titties. That's how Paul changed yeah. me to bed. And, and just, just to say that I, I got uh, Paul's uh, picks as well. He he did pretty well last week, right? I think so. I was, I, yeah, I know. think so too. I forgot what he, I think so, but not as good as I did, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't have them up in front of me right now, but I wanted to give a shout out to Paul as well because he gave his picks as well. And uh, I do apologize, Paul, for but not getting says, those written down. He says um, this casual pick is what he said. What's that? One more time. The casual pick, if he calls himself the casual. Yeah, exactly, the casual pick. Well, I'm going to have to add mm-hmm. that into the show, um, and and that because I think that's a that's a good segment of the show as well. All right, guys, I need to go ahead and get this, get us out of here. So, uh, DJ Tony, cue the music. All right, Pammy. So let's go ahead and get out of here mm-hmm. for this week. Uh, what oh, you got is. going on? You got a. Uh, guilty pleasure of the week. You do have a Twitter follow of the week. Uh, anything you want to give to us, Pam? What you got going on? You know what? Right now, this week, my, my guilty pleasure has been Puffs Plus with Vicks in it. <laughs> What's that? I been doing oh, anything, Puffs but, Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, Kleenex with Vicks in it. Oh, my gosh. 
I, 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 I'm lame this week. I've, I've just been so out of it. So. Sorry. That's all right, Pammy. We know that you. We know that you've been under the weather, and we appreciate you showing up for the show. Uh, that's all good. DJ Tony, you got a, a guilty pleasure for us this week, or do you got a, a Twitter follow that you want? I, I know it's probably the Karate Hottie, but you got something for us? <laughs> yes! So, the U- ESPN actually has done something real, really good in terms of biographies, etc. So, you certainly want to watch the Karate Hottie being a great mother and uh, just I a, saw a that. Yeah, MMA fighter, right? Pam, really, really good. That was so you, awesome, you got, yes. It, it just makes you understand what it's like. Listen, uh, being a fighter, it, it, it's certainly not glamorous. Most of the people don't make money, but if you see them um, just as normal people and, and just being mm-hmm. a great mother, shout out to the Karate Hottie. My Twitter follow the week, Proteus, Will be, believe it or not, not the Karate Hottie, not the beautiful Carolina Cobalt Davis, but someone making her UFC debut who's an outstanding striker in Sabina Mazzo. So shout out to Sabina Mazzo, Colombia's own killer queen. So shout out to uh, at Sabina Mazzo. I said, isn't, isn't today also her birthday? It, I thought it was yesterday. I, I could be wrong, but you're mm. right. Yeah, happy birthday and shout out to Colombia's own Sabina Mazzo. All right, right on, right on. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. My uh, Proteus' shower pick. Tony, you're going to know this one really well, and it's going to be a throwback. It's going to be Beanie Man. Sima, Sima. Who got the keys to my Bima? <laughs> Listen, I have not been able to get, I don't know why, I haven't been able to get this song out of my head, uh, and it's, I've added it to uh, the, the, the shower picks. Go back and listen to it. You know what, man? Just put this playlist on shuffle, on random, because uh, it's it's pretty good. And, and and any any song that's on this list is good. And just to remind you guys, go ahead and check me out on the YouTube um, the YouTube music playlist. It's called Proteus Shower Picks. Check it out. All right, Marco. Let's throw to you. We're at 9 o'clock. We're, we're at the hour mark. Why don't you go ahead and get us out of here with your guilty pleasure Twitter follow of the week. What you got? And just so I, just before you mentioned that, I just wanted to say I got my All Things Coheed podcast shirt on right now. Shout out to them. Marco, what you got? No, no guilty pleasure this week, but a big old shout out to Misha Tate. Today she did her last oh. show on, uh, on Sirius XM. She's going to Singapore. The people oh, are bye one FC. She's taking off, I guess, at the end of the week. She's finally leaving to Singapore. And, uh, you oh. know, Mr. Tate, this woman, to be getting a better thing to Singapore. You will hear her back in Sirius XM in about a month. She's going to do the show remotely. But, you know, for now, good luck, bitch. Have, have fun in Singapore with your family. I hope they paid you all the money in the world because you, you deserve every single thing that you're getting in life. Uh, Follow Tony, I am the Tony. Follow producer, produce. Follow Pamela Pandora, follow me, Aldo Marco. Follow the show, another MMA cast, rate and review as Knuckleheads. We're on Google Play, iTunes, and every platform you think of, Block Talk Radio. Uh, you know, we need the reviews, uh, good comments, uh, five stars. It shows the algorithm and, and people can find us. Tell a friend to a friend to a friend, and, uh, neighbor, cousins, nephews, brothers, sisters. Uh, so, you know, we can add out more listeners. Uh, Twice this weekend, 
Release on ESPN Plus and the main card on proper ESPN. It's a new era, brother. Without me, you guys, catch you next week. Enjoy the fights. Thank you very much, Marco. And I just wanted to give a big shout out to Bellator 219, which is happening this weekend as well on Friday. Uh, so check that out as well. And just like that, Pammy, we are out of here. Bye, y'all. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs>